Hello, and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that changed everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible, and ultimately push them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello and welcome to yet another episode of What Makes Them Tip. I am Jeff Ford and I'm so glad that you decided to join us today where we continually have conversations with really inspiring and interesting people who are out there doing business and innovating in fun new ways and we love to hear their stories. And today we have a guest who's going to share his story with us. We have with us president and co-founder of Swift Filings. Please welcome to the show, Travis Crabtree. Travis, welcome. Thank you very much, Jeff. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Now, where, where are you guys located? Where are you, where are you talking to us from today? So uh, we're based in Houston, Texas. All right. And what's the weather like down there? I always ask because I'm up here in Cleveland, Ohio, and we're yeah. sitting in the middle of snow. Are you guys doing all right down there? We're doing it. It's a, it's a foggy, hazy day for us, but you probably upset you when I tell you it's about 60, 65 degrees. Outside. I would. Yeah, I would love that. That sounds that sounds perfect to me. Uh, well, thank you for joining us on the show. I'm so excited to hear about Swift Filings and what you guys are doing over there. Um, so just to get us started, why don't you tell uh, our audience uh, kind of what is Swift Filings? What do you guys do there? Yeah, we really exist to help people get business off the ground. We do the paperwork, the uh, administrative things in all 50 states to help people form their LLCs or corporations and nonprofits. Uh, we focus on the paperwork so you don't have to. Yeah, the marketing team hates it when I say it, but we take care of all the non-sexy stuff, right? <laughs> so if you're starting a business, you can focus on what you're passionate about and let us take care of all these administrative headaches and the paperwork with the governments and things like that. All right. And so you founded this uh, how, how many years ago? Yeah, we just celebrated. Uh, COVID put a little break in our plans to celebrate the way we wanted to, but we sure. did our best to celebrate five years. Uh, Fantastic. Fantastic. And what were you doing before that? Like, what was the impetus to, to move into this type of business? So, sure. I'm, I'm actually a recovering lawyer, uh, was a <laughs> lawyer at a, a mid-sized Texas law firm here in the Houston area, was a partner. Um, and I enjoyed helping businesses uh, either through litigation or startup issues, um, a lot of privacy and technology issues. Um, but then I got approached by my, my co-founders and, and we tried to figure out a better way. My co-founders are the serial entrepreneurs. Uh, mm. They were complaining to me about the process. And so uh, we decided there was a better way. Um, and so we, we formed Swift Filings because we figured if it was a headache for us uh, and if it was, you know, my services as a lawyer are out of, uh, out of the market, out of, you know, it's too expensive mm. for most people. Um, so there's got to be a better way, especially for Main Street. For the people that want to start that landscaping business or the cupcake shop, um, let's figure a better way and let's build it for them. That's great. And it's so it's funny how, how many of these stories start that way. It's like we were trying to do something and we realized this is really hard and it shouldn't be. <laughs> so we figured out how to make that work for other people. And you're just kind of sharing that uh, that expertise that you 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 had to suffer through at first so that you could uh, figure out how to make it easier for everyone else. Right. 
Right. And, you know, I'm not sure I would advise uh, trying to repeat what we did because, you know, <laughs> if you imagine there's 50 different states, it's 50 different processes. Sure. So uh, it was a slow go at, at first. And, and every order that came in, let's figure out Illinois, let's figure out Minnesota. Mm. Um, but now that we've been around for a while, it's really streamlined. Uh, we're using automation to keep it super affordable uh, and so that we can really provide value to that brand new business. So, so tell us about that. Tell us then how, how you guys are innovating that and doing that. Cause I'm going to be honest with you that this, I wish that we'd had this interview a couple of weeks ago. Cause literally I'm not even joking. Literally this weekend, I went through this process of starting an LLC and I'd used a different service. I won't say them cause this is all about you guys, but you know, I, I, I ended up going to a service myself cause I don't know any of this stuff and I wanted to find out. So what do you guys, so if, if someone else is, is out there in my position, ready to make this choice and make this jump. What are you guys doing to innovate and make this easier for folks? Yeah. So one, one area, yes, there are other services that have been around longer than we have. Uh, but what we really focus on is the, just the business formation uh, mm -hmm. and, and helping you grow. Like we, when you talk to Swift filings, we're not going to try to sell you a will. Um, and we're not going to try to you know, get you into a long-term subscription plan. Uh, with lawyers. We want to get your business off the ground and growing and then continue that relationship where we can add value. Um, so, you know, having that focus helps us in that regard. And then on the innovation side, it really is using automation tools. You know, thank God that the governments are really bad at customer journeys and customer experience <laughs> and websites are terrible. Otherwise, we'd be out of a job. Um, so, Using those automation tools that allows us to do this at such a high volume, which obviously drives our cost down that we can pass that on to the consumer, uh, is really what's driving our innovation. And then on top of that, uh, we're constantly listening to our customers. What are, what are your other pain points? Yes, we got you started, uh, but now you're expanding to another state. Can we, can we figure out the process to automate that? Uh, maybe you need a new permit with the federal government. Okay, once we, once we hear that three or four times, you know what, we're going to go figure out that process, figure out how to automate it so we can sell it and, and help people. So it's a constant sort of innovation wheel, all generally with that regard of getting rid of these administrative hurdles, uh, but it's never going to end. There's always roadblocks put in front of entrepreneurs that have to do with these sort of burdensome administrative and paperwork annoying things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so we're constantly going to be trying to figure out how can we make this better for you. And how, how, so, so you're able to take and automate some of the processes and, and you're right. I've, uh, before I ended up using a service, I went to some government websites. They're not the most efficient things out there. I mean, even just, I mean, let's be honest, even the irs.gov just for doing taxes, just trying to figure out that information alone is a nightmare. That's why you know, accountants <laughs> are managed to stay in business year round, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, uh, the government has yet to figure out how to make things work easier the way uh, businesses like yourselves or technology companies are doing. I don't know why the government just doesn't also kind of go into that and, and tap into some of these experts who are already out there doing it like you guys to make that process easier. Um, but you're right. It is so hard. And so um, the automation, it sounds like for you was the key, right? As far as the being able to do this on such a large scale. Yes, that's exactly right. I mean, you know, we're talking about um, hundreds and hundreds of new business formations a day. Wow. Uh, so, you know, 
copying and pasting from our database to the government website. That worked when we were just let's get this process down. Mm. Now, you know, five years ago, that was what we were doing for a lot of, a lot of the states. Uh, but when you start to get to that high volume, the only way to scale is to invest in those automation uh, tools uh, so you can do it on a high scale without having to hire hundreds and hundreds of people to copy and paste. It, sure. it helps with the efficiency. It helps with errors and accuracy. Um, and so uh, that's where a lot of our innovation investment goes to. And I love how, how you put that, it, it, you know, this type of innovation um, and, and then uh, which ultimately, you know, fuels your business gets to let people like me uh, put the effort into the things that really matter as far as getting the business off the ground. You know, all the paperwork and the filing is great, needs to be done. It's obviously important, but then there's lots of other things that I'm doing, especially on the creative side, because I'm in the creative industry doing, you know, video production and animation and things like that. And I don't have time to sit down and do that. So it's great to know that there are services like you guys who, who have figured out a way to make that easier. Yeah, we, we like to describe it in a way as sort of uh, DIY assistance. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, you still have to answer the questions. Hopefully, we've done a good job of doing it in plain English and not making it sound like a, a lawyer like myself was kind of behind the scenes writing some of these things. Um, so, you know, we know that we've got to make it simple. Uh, we, we spend time looking at our conversion and watching our customers go through our, our website flow. And if, if we see a bunch of people jumping off, say at question three, for example, well, we've got to tweak question three. Um, so we're, you know, there's constantly improvements in monitoring on the user side as well. Okay. You know, backend innovation is working on automating and making us more efficient on the front end of the website. It too is a constant uh, game of trying to improve that process over and over. Where are customers stumbling? Uh, we have a customer service team we're constantly getting feedback from. If if we get the same question a hundred times in a week, obviously we're not doing a good job of explaining it on the website. So maybe we need to make some changes there. Um, so both on the back end process and the front end process, it's just a constant iteration of trying to make things better for the customer. That's that is super good information. That's the kind of stuff that I love to hear. This is, I mean, this whole podcast hopefully is inspiring other people to find better ways to do their business and run their business. And that idea of what you're saying of being able to follow the customer through your sales process, if you will, and see where it is they're jumping off. They're like, whoop, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't see, that's got to be information that's just so valuable. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's, opportunities for us to a b test so we'll maybe we ask the question one way to half the customers and the other half of the customers get a slightly different version you know are more people jumping off with version a then let's put version b on the whole thing uh, so there's opportunities to a b test you know and, and a lot of people do it it's not like that's ground wow a b testing you know sure. Sure, everybody's heard of it um but it's important to think about it every step of the way and not just Okay, what's the hero image? What's the main image on the website? Mm-hmm. Let's maybe test that. That's really not that important and not going to drive those that much in sales. It's really going to be that customer journey as they're going through and A-B testing to make sure, you know, for us, it's conversions. Conversions mean sales, mm-hmm. uh, right? So I could have the most beautiful homepage, but if they're getting stumbled on page five of our questionnaire and onboarding process, they're not checking out and converting. Um, and so we really, yes, we A-B test and optimize the, the homepage, but we really focus on that customer 
that gets to our page, starts the process, they're obviously highly motivated, motivated to start their company. Mm-hmm. And we know it's never going to be perfect in 100%. But because they're highly motivated, let's figure out the easiest, smoothest way to make it happen for them. That's, I love that. I think that's great. Um, so what do you think uh, in, in the five years that you guys have been doing this now, what, where do you think the tipping point towards success for you? Cause this is, that's kind of our, that's our, our title. So I got to get there at some point, right? Um, at what point do you feel like there was, or, or maybe you, I mean, maybe you've touched on a little already, but maybe you can expand upon it. Like at what point did you realize like this, this, I mean, and, and I'm sure there are other tipping points to come, but where did you feel like we really, wow, we, we've got this, like, this is, this is, this clicked and we're moving and this is what's working for us. What, what was that moment for you? Sure. A uh, couple of instances come to mind. One is a, a personal story. Um, yeah, so I have teenage kids and so my teenagers are pretty rough on me. They like to make fun of their dear old dad. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, we've talked about other competitors in our space that spend a lot on just word of uh, brand, branding marketing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, my kids will be in the car and a radio ad will come on for another service provider. Oh, dad busted looking like they're, they're advertising. (laughs) Sure. Uh, And you know, we haven't done that type of investment yet, but I always tell them and tell everybody else one that's they're normalizing the whole idea of what we're doing and Mm. they're driving people. They're, they're increasing the demand for our services. And when they go investigate forming your corporation online, they're going to see us as well. I'm all for it. Keep doing all that branding. advertising. That's great. Um, but, uh, you know, there's always a little bit of that inferiority complex because, you know, most people have heard of one company, maybe haven't heard of us until they go online and really search for the services. Uh, so we were traveling. Uh, this is pre-COVID with my kids out of the country and we have all places in Italy. And we started talking to this, this family that was on a tour with us and, of course, got around. Oh, what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm uh, run Swift Filings, uh, and all of a sudden, like Swift Filings, I just used them last week to start before I came to Italy to form my LLC. And you know, my kids—that was the first time in their eyes—are like, "Whoa, Dad has a real company!" <laughs> in the wild. Uh, so that's just a personal uh, sure. story that always comes to mind. But on the on the sort of the more real business side of it, it's when we got to the level. I I specifically remember asking um, our processing team about a Minnesota nonprofit, right? It's not a high seller. I mean, we're pretty much, we're in all 50 states and it's all based on, we get more out of California, Texas, New York, Florida population centers, right? Um, And I I said, okay, I want to just see how we do it. And then they showed me, it had already been automated and it took them about, you know, a couple clicks of the button and it just, it's, it's almost like magic. It just happens. Right. Mm. Uh, and I saw that and that's when I realized this is like, we have built something that is really awesome. That's really helpful to people. Um, and let's keep building, like, let's keep going. Let's figure out what the next problem we can solve. So that story also comes to mind. Yeah, no, I love that. That's great. And I love that story about, (laughs) <laughs> with your with the kids too. No, that we love those personal stories. But that's and that's how it is, right? It's, uh, if you've got kids, like I, I mean, I do too. Uh, when they kind of realize, oh wait, dad, dad does something kind of cool. Like like oh, that's a thing, you know. But it is funny. I mean, you mentioned like the, the name recognition that uh, some companies have spent. <laughs> obviously, uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. <laughs> and I'll and I'll be honest with you, that is not the one I went with. Uh, like I, but it was the first one I thought of. 
because I've heard those ads too. Right. Um, but you know, in the end, uh, I was like, wow, this is more than I thought. And I don't know that I'm ready to invest and almost didn't do it yet. Do you know what I mean? And then I was like, well, maybe there's some other options out there that do the same thing. And so it took a little bit of research to find some places that would. And so, I, yeah, I think you're, you're, you're in a good space, right? I mean, that's kind of like they're make, they're legitimizing what you do because what's not that it's not legitimate, obviously it's legitimate, but they're, they're, they're spending all that money to, but at the end, when I see that final number as a consumer, I might be like, well, I know that I've heard of them, but what this, it's got to, other people must be able to do this less expensive, right? Who, who aren't paying for all those radio ads. And so that's how they will find someone like you at the time. So I love that. Yeah. You don't, you know, you read all the business books or, you know, I didn't get an MBA. So, you know, take that for a grain of salt, whatever advice <laughs> I'm about to spew out now. Right. But everything you read is you don't want to compete on price, um, mm. you know, and maybe better, faster, uh, and, um, you know, better and faster, cheaper is maybe not the best long-term business strategy. And we think we, yeah, obviously we do compete on price. We, we advertise our price right in like on the hyperlink. When you search for us on the internet or you search for online incorporation, you're going to see how much we're charging because we want you to know there's a better, cheaper way. Mm -hmm. um, but on top of that, you can't depend upon that. For, I, I agree with the general conventional wisdom. That is not, you can't just rest on those laurels. Sure. Uh, the idea that we've uh, invested in our team. And again, we do not practice law. We cannot give legal advice. We try to make that abundantly clear. But the team I've got in this office, um, they do, they eat, sleep, and breathe corporate formations and small mm. business issues every day, all day. The people I've got on my team are probably better at real world business issues than 95% of the MBA graduates out there and 99% of the lawyers, right? Mm, uh, sure. They're eating, sleeping and drinking it, breathing it every single day. Wow. Uh, and so we continue to invest in them as well so that they can provide that service uh, to our customers when they need it. Now we built the system so that Again, it's uh, last time we looked at it, it was right at 90% of our customers never really interact with us because it's all automated. It's all done online. Uh, but we have, a, you know, one of my largest teams is our customer service team. Uh, and we've invested in them and, and tried to get them uh, in a place where they're truly adding value as well. Yeah. And I think that's the word right there that you just said, because for me, it's not about, it wasn't about finding another uh, vendor that was cheaper. I was looking for value. I'm like, I'm about to invest my own money and I don't have a ton of it. And I want to make sure I'm getting good value and, and, and uh, return on that initial investment. And so sometimes, sometimes value can, can get a bad reputation as cheap. Right. But that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. I mean, when we, we, as part of our onboarding process, you know, towards the end, when we're about to let them uh, get on the live on the phones, right. We ask them, so what do we, you know, just answer this question. What do we sell? And if they sell, we sell online and corporation services. They, we, don't, we don't get rid of them. We just say, eh, wrong. <laughs> um, we sell confidence. We sell confidence and trust, right? That's what you are giving these people who are nervous about what they're about to get into. They've never done it before. They're very unsure. If, so what we are selling is confidence that it's going to get taken care of. It's going to be done right. And that they can do this, mm. right? We've taken care of this one, you know, 
starting a business is hard. And it, I mean, it's an awesome journey. I encourage mm -hmm. anybody who's really interested in doing it, but it's a hard journey. So if we can take away this one pain point and do it with a way that when you're done with your interaction with Swift filings, that you feel good about it, that's what we sell is that good feeling and that confidence. We just happen to do it by doing online incorporation services. That's great. I love that. Um, in fact, that's, you know, I, uh, uh, I, I'm glad to hear that that's going on. I wish you guys the best of luck in that service. Before we go, though, I do want to ask you, um, so I, I uh, LinkedIn stalked you a little bit. I always do with my guests. I want to make sure that I know who I'm talking to, get the, a face before. And, and, I, and I know that you've been practicing law for a while. Um, but before that, it, you actually went to school for journalism, right? And where you were on tele, you were uh, doing uh, television, like journalism, news reporting, right? That is correct. I was convinced. I remember, I mean, many years ago, I won't say how long ago, my last final exam at the University of Missouri, thinking I'll never go to school again. I am <laughs> completely done. I am I am one day going to be an ESPN sports anchor. Okay. Uh, and so uh, that's where I was going. Uh, my first job was in Iowa. Uh, Great place to be when you're raising a family, uh, you know, and there's a lot of, there are some cool things about Iowa, but when you've lived in Texas all your life and you're 22 year old and single, uh, you're kind of like, yeah, I miss home. Um, so after being in TV journalism for at the local level for about eight or nine months, uh, you know, it, it pretty quickly hit on me like, maybe I should, you know, maybe this isn't the right field for me. Okay. Uh, so that, that, that's what took me to law school. Because uh, I noticed, in addition to the sports, I liked covering government and some of the trials that were happening. Okay, uh, but that's what drove me to law school. But the what I tell folks about the journalism degree and that experience, I would never take it back. I loved it, and the ability to, you know, in journalism for TV news, they teach you to take this complex, difficult topic and boil it down to a minute forty package. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, for better or worse, at the TV, at least in the early '90s, mid '90s, it was do it at the eighth grade level. So that if you can explain it to an eighth grader watches this and understands it, you've done a good job. Well, that same obviously applies to law when you're talking to a jury or explaining something to a business, but it applies with what I'm doing now too. You know, this comp, this process can be complex. There's a lot of decisions to be made. If we can boil that down so that it's very simple uh, by plain English and telling the story, then we have succeeded. So those skills, even though I'm no longer doing it and I'm, <laughs> Probably never going to be on Sports Center. Uh, I would never exchange or trade that experience for anything. Sure, of course. I went and I, the only reason I asked because I was just curious, like what spark, sparked like that turn into into from journalism into law was uh, an interesting to make to make that switch. And I think there's a lot of people uh, who are just like you have done that. And for me, a hundred percent, that was me. Um, uh, just kind of like suddenly you have this you know, idea, like maybe that's not what I wanted to do. And you want, and you just go in this other direction. And, uh, what do you think? Um, uh, I don't want to go for too much longer than that. Cause I really want to talk about your business, but what do you think for, for you? Um, like what was the single like motivating factor then for you? Once you'd made that turn, if there's other people out there, just like you and me who, who made a decision to change their career kind of mid mid stride like that, uh, what advice would you give them to to kind of help them to to maybe take that step? Yeah, so I'm I'm on my third iteration, right? Because I practiced law for 16 years and then stopped doing that. Sure. <laughs> so 
yes, it's law adjacent, but it's completely different than building up a, a practice. Um, so that was a little bit of a scary jump to to jump into that. And, you know, without my partners, I, I, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have been the right move. So I had the, a, a good supportive team with me. Um, what I what I would tell folks is, you know, you know, again, you everybody's opinions are like elbows, right? Everybody's got sure, one. Sure. Uh, for me, in at the midlife range, there was it was a perfect opportunity because I could still practice some law, so I was able to kind of dip my toe. You're going to hear just as many people say, if you hold on to a Plan B, you're never going to get to Plan A, right? Sure. So again, it 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 depends on your situation. I had kids. Uh, I already had a you know. Uh, a, a lifestyle that I'd grown accustomed to. Um, and so I was luckily able to kind of have that foot and transition over fairly gradually. Um, but what I would tell people is even if you're in a company and you're thinking about jumping over, you know, the side hustle, there's nothing wrong with the side hustle. thing. Try it. Um, and, and that way you still have that security blanket. And, but if you're still doing the side hustle and you're still stuck at, you know, $5,000 in revenue or something, a small number, then, you know, at some point it is time to decide, make that decision, either mm. this isn't going to work or, or go for it. Don't have that side hustle forever. Um, and then I would also say you can be an entrepreneur inside a company. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's what I want to hire everybody that's got an entrepreneurial bug. And if, if five years they leave here and start their own thing, I'm all for them. I'm going to support them because I want that mindset inside this organization because mm. that's what's going to drive innovation and change in here is people taking ownership of projects and ownership of new opportunities um, to help this business as a whole. That's yeah, that's really good. That's good advice. Thanks for sharing that. I appreciate it. And thanks for being on our show today. Now, if people want to get a hold of you or find out more about your, uh, about Swift filings, uh, how can they get, how can they find you? Yeah, so the, the the main thing is Swift is spelled with a Y. So S W Y F T SwiftFilings.com, of course, is the website. Uh, we're on the you know the typical social media channels of Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. Um, there's a lot of information if you're thinking about jumping off. Go to our learning center. A lot of articles about how to do it. You know everything from the very basics of explaining the process from the the unsexy stuff we do to <laughs> some of our customers sharing their inspirational stories. So it's a good place to go if you're thinking about uh, doing it as well. And I, I would encourage folks to go there. And then personally, uh, I'm old school. Most of my stuff is on LinkedIn uh, as, uh, as far as professionally. I, I don't really engage in Twitter. Uh, I stay out <laughs> of politics. I stay out of the crazy. Uh, but you can always connect with me on LinkedIn if, if you're interested. Awesome. Travis, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks for sharing your story and that advice. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I know that I got some personal nuggets out of that myself. Uh, and I'm going to keep you guys in mind when, as I continue this journey, because uh, maybe you've, you can help me down the road. Uh, thanks again for being on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. And thank you guys for listening. We appreciate another episode of What Makes Them Tip. As always, I am Jeff Ford, and we will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player 
and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.